and welcome to the official Scottish Rugby podcast with your club rugby hosts Callum Johnson and me Caitlin Gould. We are delighted to be recording today from west of Scotland as we celebrate 30 years of women's rugby competition in Scotland. So today we're going to be joined by some really special guests as we reflect on the past and also look forward to the future of some of the emerging talent coming through. And um, this is actually my first time at west of Scotland being at Burnbrae. Same here. I've never actually been here before ever. It's a really nice facility and there is actually a lot of history where I'm looking around the walls. There are shields everywhere. There are photos everywhere of loads of past players who have come through, particularly from the men's side. But we can also see a lovely little photo of Rachel McLachlan over there, um, which is really nice. Um, so we're very much steeped in history, um, with West of Scotland being one of the first women's teams um, to really emerge back in 1993. Yes, no, we were looking back at those 1993 teams. You had other teams there that unfortunately aren't around anymore, such as Edinburgh Accus, who won the Premiership that year, uh, Harry Watt University. Edinburgh University women who are still kicking about as well, just not in the leagues. There's only two teams that were in that Premiership that are still active in the leagues today, and that is Bigger and West of Scotland. So looking ahead to what is happening right here in the future, we are joined by two very special guests. We have Hannah Telling from uh, Hillhead, Jordan Hill, and we are joined by Sophie Byers from Uddingston as well. Um, welcome very much to the official Scottish Rugby Podcast, girls. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Um, so we're going to start off with yourself, Hannah, um, and we're going to start looking at really Hill's um, journey. Um, it started back in 1995, um, just two years after Scotland Women's first ever international at Roseburn Park. Um, can you tell me a little bit about um, how the, the team and that club has really evolved um, in terms of the women's space over these last 20 plus years? Yeah, I think Hills as a club, um, it's always been, I mean, it's, it's got such a great kind of legacy to it. We've still got really amazing links to that team that have been playing for the last, you know, almost, almost over two decades now. Um, I actually remember a couple of years ago, we were in the cup final and we got former players to write letters to the current players. And I got a letter from um, Kirsty McConnell, one of the Hills legends, uh, was playing for um, Harriet's last season, but her mum had written me a letter. So she was playing seven back 20, 25 years ago, I think in one of the original teams. And she wrote me a letter on that day. And that was really cool just to kind of like see that link from the past. But yeah, I think it's just a team, you know, they've been going strong for decades. Uh, and I think there's always just been this kind of presence. It's like Hillhead, Jordan Hill. It's it's this team. We go out, we perform well, um, you know, give it everything. But you're, I think there's also a recognition that you're playing for all the players that have come before, you know, club legends. Uh, and it seems that every few years we produce a few more club legends that go on to really, really amazing things. So yeah, I think it's just um, having that culture, but also looking, being forward looking as well, like looking to the future mm -hmm. uh, and kind of making sure that there's still going to be this team in 25 years time. Yeah, amazing. That is such an amazing thing that you got a letter from Kirsty's mum yeah. um, from that seven shirt to seven shirt. That's such a lovely touch. That must have been really inspiring for you to have that and something that hopefully you reflect on still and um, now being able to have that physically must be really special yeah i mean it was actually it was it was really fantastic i remember we all got um our letters it was on the team bus on the way to murrayfields and the girls who'd organized it none of us none of the rest of us had any idea and so we just got given this letter some folk got you know letters from people who played a few years before i think jade conkle uh, Robert sent somebody a letter to who I was playing eight that day I can't remember but it was just like it was just having this kind of like 
vision into the past mm-hmm. and just knowing that you're actually part of something in that moment you know it's, you're really excited you're going playing in a big game as all, all the games are big but having that kind of look into the past and knowing where the clubs come from and also knowing that you kind of have a responsibility playing for it now um for it going forward as well like to leave the club in in a as good if not better state than it was when when you kind of when you kind of came into it yeah, that's amazing. And obviously this season um, and, and since really 2006 when Hills first entered the Premiership, you guys have really been a staple um, of the Prem. Um, I think if you look at Prem's gone past and Serabini Cup's gone past, your expectation has always been at Hills and typically Watsonians and things have really been shaken up over the last few years. But one of the things that's remained really consistent is the growth and the development from Hills in terms of the player base that you've got. You've now got a second 15, a developing third 15. Your seconds won the Women's Bowl Mm -hmm. last year. Um, So how exciting is that for you guys to, as you say, you've you've reflected on the past and seen those past players, but knowing that you're building something so special um, for the future and for so many new players and for the fact that it's growing so rapidly. And what's that like at the club? I mean, I think that's that's the most exciting thing. We've we've wanted to have kind of build a second 15 for a few years now. Um, you know, COVID obviously made it difficult. But even before that, you know, we recognised that we were having people coming along to the club and being unable to cater for people who'd never played rugby before or they were kind of being chucked in at the deep end because we played at such a high level. And it's really fantastic that we've been able to put together a second 15. You know, it's testament to, I think, the ambition of the club, really wanting to kind of have that development pathway in, some of the coaches, Ross is our coach for the second 15, started last year and he's doing fantastic jobs continuing with us this year. And it's it's really, it's just, it's really exciting to see because I think you're seeing players come along. You know, I think you mentioned that we won, um, I say we, but we are, we're one club, but like our second 15 won the bowl last year. I think it was over a third of the players on that pitch on that final day had never played rugby before earlier on in the season. And that was, that's the most exciting thing. So I think what's amazing about rugby as a sport is that you can actually take people who've never played this sport before and they can actually get quite good really quite quickly uh they can learn from loads of other people it's a sport where you can be any shape size you can have you can have no coordination i've got no coordination um (laughs) but you can be really enthusiastic and and there's a place for you and i think that that we were able to kind of channel that into something really productive was amazing and just we also um the first 15 we got knocked out of the Serbian Cup at the semi-final stage, which is obviously really disappointing for us. But it meant that we all got to go along as a club, you know, with all the supporters and fans, and we got got to go and watch our seconds play. And it was honestly, it was brilliant. It was just they played some of the best. They played some amazing rugby. I think at one point, uh, ten Millie, she did like a crossfield kick to the other side of the pitch. There were some seriously silky moves. We were kind of watching it, being like, "What? We we didn't do some of those moves this season." <laughs> kind of getting a bit worried about our place in the thing. But it's just seeing that progression, and it's you know recognizing that you have to be forward thinking. And I think that's what we're thinking with the with third fifteen this year. You know, we want to be a place, you know, in the west of Scotland, a club that people can come to that's really friendly, that's really positive, that there's kind of opportunities for progression if you've got aspirations of playing for Scotland, or playing for your country, that you can come along and train with and be a really high level but also if you just want to come along and meet some people and get good at a game and be surrounded by people who are there to to encourage you that that we have the ability to do that and I'm actually like I'm really excited for what the first are going to do this season but also what the twos are going to do you know they're entering west two this year and 
you know, they're going to have some really tough games. I think they might be playing against you guys at some you point. Will be, yep, they um, will be, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm really excited for them and they're really excited too. So yeah, let's let's see what happens. It's creating a little bit of a rivalry then between you two, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Gonna I think we've actually, so one of our, one of our girls... Um, uh, is the partner of one of your girls as well? That's so correct. Kate oh, McGowan. That's even better. A little bit of a rivalry. <laughs> Kate's a relationship yeah. rivalry. So I think I mean Kate's and Kate's and the ones, but uh, yes. maybe maybe yeah. she'll uh, have a little kind of. <laughs> well, looking onto yourself, obviously. Um, so the Arlington making their debut this year in the West Leagues as well. Um, how did the team form all those years ago? Um, well, it was August 2021 and my boyfriend was playing for a men's team and I was the medic and I have always been around rugby. My wee brother plays rugby, my boyfriend plays rugby. It's always kind of been something I've been around and the, um, the chairman of the club was going around saying, oh, I'd really like to start a women's team. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I could do that. I think that would be cool. <laughs> I've always played uh, like netball or, or athletics and I thought, yeah, just a chance to, to try something new. So um, he organised it. We managed to get a couple of other girlfriends and wives to come along. So on the first training night, there was three of us. And then the second week, there was four of us. And then I think it was the fifth or sixth week, there was about six of us. And then it's just kept growing and growing and growing from there. So we're nearly two years um, since we started and we're going into West 2 which is just uh, phenomenal we can't actually believe it's still happening that we've got a squad of 30 we had 27 at training on Wednesday night and it just seems to have taken off and um, and we're just rolling with it that's so that's exciting brilliant, yeah well, obviously last year you were playing in the aspiring leagues as well what was yes. that experience like well for pretty much everyone at the club um nobody had played rugby before turning up at, at Uddingston on a Wednesday night um so it was very daunting at first because you can train and train and train but until you're on that pitch playing a game <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know what you're actually doing until until you get into it so the aspiring league was is a fantastic idea um it's tens so it's not got the pressure of having as many people or having to have as many people also through some of the games if some of the other teams didn't have 10 they had nine or eight we played as nine or eight because everyone at the end of the day just wanted to play they weren't really bothered about how many people were on the pitch or or who it was against or anything like that we all just wanted to play and develop and and learn basically mm -hmm. so but uh, yeah we 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 were in the the bowl uh, the aspiring league and that led us into to playing in the the national bowl as well this year so that was that was the first time most people had played 15s mm -hmm. so again that was another steep learning curve but again we absolutely loved it and um, we've not had too many people turn up to training and not continually come or 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 end up playing a game at some point so yeah we're just we're just keeping going and hoping that it it, it, it grows and grows I mean, it certainly sounds like it has grown and grown, starting yeah. off from three on your first training to last week nearly having 30, like 10 times as much. That's absolutely incredible. And you must be so excited to get into the competitive leagues, like the first official um, run-up. So how's your preparation been for that? 
Uh, well, we're in pre-season just now, so pre-seasons. Pre-season. <laughs> lots of fitness, lots of running. Lots of running, yeah. lots of fitness, uh, lots of bear crawls, lots of down and ups. <laughs> uh, um, I'm a back as well, so that's even more running. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just a lot of fitness stuff. Um, since probably the end of the season, we've again had probably about six or seven new girls uh, start again so we're kind of going we're, we've done a, a block of uh, a big block of fitness stuff and we're kind of going to be a bit back to basics mm-hmm. back to basics tackling handling mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff um so it's good for us as well because you, you, you need to go back and do the, the basics don't you so yeah. we've been doing a lot of that recently and yeah we're just really really excited i think that uh, September is just going to come round so quickly and we're we're just buzzing for it um, we're going to have some we didn't really play at home very much last year in the, the aspiring league and and between that and the bowl so we're going we've got quite a lot of home games so we're excited um, the boys the, the men's team are quite excited as well because um, they had to travel a lot so there was only usually about five or six of them coming to our games but now we've got home games I think we're going to have I think they're going to be at the side <laughs> um, cheering Excellent. us on hopefully it, it's great to see though that there's the backing and support from the club as well obviously for the women's game obviously with how much has progressed over the past few years as well so it's great to see the backing from the men's team as well because obviously it would be great if it worked both ways absolutely absolutely that's amazing and obviously both with hill second 15 and uddingston you guys are just two teams amongst 17 brand new teams who are going to be part of the official league structure that's a massive amount of growth of, of teams um so like i guess just thinking about that how exciting generally do you think that is for the game, seeing that there has been such a massive influx in, in interest, um, not only from individual players, but to actually build proper squads. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think just any growth in women's sport in general is fantastic because I think the interest has always been there. Women have always wanted to play sport, it's just sometimes they're not given the opportunity to do so. I think it's a kind of like build it and they will come. If, if there's, you know, if the interest is there within clubs to maybe expand and have seconds or thirds 15s and you know the organizational structures are in place committees of clubs are like right let's you know do do having that kind of support of having you know people going we should build a seconds team here or we should build a women's team here it needs a bit of work and i think that's the thing that's that's what needs to be recognized it can't just be built from nothing but once the support is in place you know you just watch it grow you know it's it was amazing last season to see when we started off having a seconds 15 coach and we'd have a few people coming along and then there were a few more people and then there were a few more people and then like the word travels it's like oh you can come along and play for this team and you don't need to worry about it. it's not gonna be too much and before you know it you've got we i think we had 50 or 60 people down at training some points last season and it was almost like what do we do with all these people but it is it's like the interest is there it just needs it needs the support to be able to flourish and i think that's what's really good is seeing that support coming through because i think it's you know it's about time, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly what you said. If the if the facilities are in place and the structure's there, then people will come. And I think that, that what's happened just now with all the teams is, is proving it. I think also social media is a big a big influence as well, especially with a lot of the women's stuff being put on social media. Um, we are, uh, <laughs> our social media um, manager is just constantly, make sure you take pictures of this, make sure you take pictures of that. What else can we be doing? What else? And it's just constantly putting it out there to show that we are, we are normal people. Mm-hmm. We aren't anything special. We're not, 
uh, whatever else we're just normal people with normal day jobs who absolutely love playing rugby and anyone can do it if mm-hmm. they come along and try I think that's such an excellent message to end on. Um, So Hannah, Sophie, thank you so much for joining us on the official Scottish Rugby podcast. Best of luck to you both um, in your seasons um, and obviously best of luck to the second 15 as well, Hannah. Um, Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. This is your opportunity to support Scotland at home as they prepare for this year's World Cup in France. Tickets for Scotland's final fixture against Georgia are still available. So get your tickets now to secure your seat. Visit scottishrugby.org for ticket information. There's nothing like being there. Um, So as we've just heard from Sophie and Hannah, it's been such an exciting 30 years of development and growth for the women's teams um, across Scotland. Um, And that really continues um, as we look ahead, particularly to the start of the Premiership which is coming this week um, and we are now delighted to be joined by Kira McDonald from Stirling County and Claire Dooley from Stuart Tray. Welcome ladies. Thank you. Thanks for having us. No great to have you. Um, so I guess um, two momentous seasons really for you both. Um, Kira, Stirling County um, claimed their first Premiership title win and Claire Stuart Tray had an absolutely phenomenal run in that one to gain promotion into Premiership Rugby. Um, Kira, starting with yourself, um, how special was last season? Oh, it was amazing. Like, I don't think we had surprised ourselves. I didn't think we'd come so far. And then each game we were just pushing hard and keep going. And then eventually it pays off working hard. So it was amazing. Really good experience. And hopefully we can do again the same this season. Absolutely brilliant. What was it like that final at the moment of the final whistle when you've beaten Cougars Oh, it was at just home? a what massive, massive relief. Like? Yeah. Just like everything we've worked towards just just a massive relief you know yeah and Claire for yourself obviously we've touched on it was a really big season for you guys and what was your main highlight from national one last year um I think as we've talked about the the fact that we managed to remain unbeaten right the way through um it starts off you know you're you're unbeaten oh yes this is great and then it gathers momentum then the pressure starts coming and then you know you've got uh, supporters of the club saying to you oh you're unbeaten it, you kind of start off trying to remain unbeaten at home and then before we knew it we were unbeaten throughout the season so yeah that definitely a highlight not even just unbeaten 10 wins from 10 yes is pretty impressive to win every single game as yeah. well not dropping any points yeah. what was that like as well like i mean just- it was amazing i think the final um game um what ludo the sort of the old regular at the club put up on the scoreboard how many points we'd actually um scored and how many we conceded and i think it was like 333 to 40 something i'd need to check the photo <laughs> but it was it, it was pretty it but was massive. pretty phenomenal it, it, phenomenal it, achievement it was massive i mean that not only takes like determination but serious work in your yeah. training from that attacking point of view and yeah. defensively like that is an absolutely outstanding performance um so how much um excitement does that give you guys building into returning to the premiership obviously you guys were last in the premiership in 2018 yeah. uh, and now you're back yeah um so i think to be honest the, the confidence is there in that we have had a good season. However, we absolutely realise going into Premiership is going to be completely different. It's not 
going to be those unbeaten games um, every weekend like it was. Mm -hmm. And essentially, sometimes that's kind of where you've got to find your real grit and drive, um, especially if we've now got players who, because when we were in Premiership before, it was similar, you know, we had to fight hard to stay there. Um, but sometimes you play, we certainly found we played some of our best games when back's against the wall, you've just got to pull together, you know, it's no nonsense, head up, you've just got to keep going. So for some players, it might be um, different for them because they've come in playing an, in an unbeaten season. Yeah. Um, but I think they were ab they will absolutely come through um, and continue with the sort of determination that we do tend to have as a team. So we're very much looking forward to it, mm. um, but we do know it's going to be a challenge. Yeah. I was going to say, Kira, for yourself, obviously as well, it's a different season when you're reigning champions and there's a lot of mm -hmm. pressure on you to defend the title. So what is that feeling like? What pre-season been like? Has it been any different or are you just going in with the same? Um, just going in with the same attitude, being mm. positive and, you know, just main goal is just remaining that title for the cup and obviously kind of touching on some of what Claire had said about um kind of jumping into the unknown and um, that's something that you've really experienced because you've come up through the girls pathway at Stirling County as an under 18s player taking that step into senior rugby but not only just senior rugby into premiership rugby so um what have your experiences of that been like I think a bit mixed like I didn't know what to expect like coming up from under 18s compared to women's is like a massive jump you know first few games I was really nervous but then again you don't know what to expect until you're standing that pitch and the whistle's going but it's been so really really good so far. Well yeah well obviously like your squad as well it's got such a big gap in experience as well obviously people come through like Lucy McRae as well and then you've got that big experience in there with Rachel Shanklin, Megan Kendi. What's that like, having that in the squad with the older and younger players? Um, the younger lot definitely, you know, get the more experienced ones mm -hmm. out of their comfort zone and the more experienced ones definitely help and go out their way of helping the younger ones and maybe things need to work on, which is really good to see mm -hmm. as everyone's working together as a team. And we've really today been talking a lot about looking at the past, celebrating 30 years of domestic rugby um, in Scotland. Um, and obviously both of your teams, Stuart Jay and Stirling County, are very much part um, of that big wave um, of support um, and excitement and growth um, in the women's game, which is just really exciting right now. Um, I guess if you have any predictions for what rugby might look like in 30 years time, what would you expect from the game? Um, oh, that's a tricky one. <laughs> it's a tough question. I would say, ideal world, you're going to have women, uh, lots of women playing professionally, mm. where they do not need to work and then train all these nights. Um, mm. It would be good to get um, women from across Scotland. I know it's quite difficult, especially Stuart Tree, if you've got girls that are um, training for Scotland, they have to travel an awful lot. Yeah. I'm not sure how that would, how that would um, be made better. Maybe some sort of travelling mm. training camps, that kind of thing. Um, in the sort of flip side, if you're thinking strange and wonderful, I reckon we'll have like AI rugby. <laughs> so you're gonna have like <laughs> characters that aren't actually people yeah. playing games. Like we robots and yeah. things, like kicking yeah. up yeah. the yeah. 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 I love that. 
Kira, what about you? Um, I'd probably say like more like semi-professional teams up here. Like we've got a lot of teams down in England that are yeah. really strong. It's just about yeah. hopefully you know later on as years go by, is having that in place in Scotland and hopefully like equal paying things, which would be so mm-hmm. it's exciting to yeah. see as we go because it is getting there slowly, but it's hopefully a couple of years it'll be there. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's a lot to be really hopeful for and excited for. Mm -hmm. Um, We've just recently announced um, new regional training centres that are going to be across Scotland. So one up in Aberdeen, one at Scotston, um, one at Scottish Gas Moneyfield. So I think that's definitely something to be really excited about. Um, But also for you guys, what's really exciting is the fact that you're continuing to develop all this um, exciting future talent who are hopefully going to come through the ranks. Um, And we're really, really excited to watch you guys um, head out into the Premiership this season. Um, So with that, all the very best of luck um, for your season. Um, We really look forward to seeing what performances you're going to display for us. Um, All the very best, ladies. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Brilliant. Thanks for joining us on this week's official Scottish Rugby podcast. We'd like to say a huge thanks to our guests Sophie, Hannah, Claire and Kira for joining us today. Chris and Caroline will be back next week with more exclusive content. But in the meantime, you can keep up to date with all the latest going-ons inside camp on scottishrugby.org and Scottish Rugby's social media channels. Yeah.